0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast. Again, no real sponsorship. Follow the links. Donate to Ukraine if you can. Um, obviously, anything helps. Again, it doesn't have to be $150 or anything like that. It can be literally $5 or the price of a coffee. Um, anything helps. So please, 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 if you can and are willing, check out those links and donate. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All The Credits Podcast, the only podcast that is that has a cult following.
1: Ah. Ah, in a couple of
0: years. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm Frank. I'm Zach. And today we are doing classics versus cult classics. Mm-hmm. So you texted me and you were like, what does that mean? I was a little confused. And I responded in Spanish. Yes. Um, because I speak Spanish. And <laughs> uh, basically... The idea is to, A, let's just talk about, like, the primary differences between them. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we can talk about some of our favorites or whatever. Um, But mainly I wanted to, like, kind of identify what makes a classic a classic and what makes a cult classic a cult classic.
1: So I think, like, the obvious answer would be, like, a classic film, like, is immediately, like, from the day, like, it comes out in theaters. Like, it's a box office success. Like, it is is world-renowned. It is, like, immediately known. It's, like, you can think of, like, stuff like um, like Forrest Gump, for example. Mm. Like, Forrest Gump, immediately, well-known, everybody loves it, box office success. A cult classic, in my opinion, is it has, like, all the tools to be a good film, but... It doesn't get that recognition get, until like attraction, like maybe like even like years right yeah. after it came out, and then all of a sudden like somebody picks it up and is like, "Oh, I've seen that movie, I loved it," and yeah. then like one after another, it's just like, "Oh, I love that film." Until finally, there are people that are just like, "Oh my god, this is an amazing film," right? But it it just didn't hit the mark right when it came out.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? Because even. Like, Citizen Kane was Mm -hmm. not a box office success. No,
1: it technically
0: is a cult classic. In a way, Mm -hmm. but... So, because that's the thing, right? Like, by definition, a cult classic is is a film that did not do well in the box office, Mm -hmm. and then years later or whatever, people started appreciating it. Yeah. But Citizen Kane is, like, in that gray area because Mm -hmm. Citizen Kane follows the rules of what a cult classic is is but yet is considered a classic and not a cult nobody would ever call citizen kane a cult classic Mm -hmm. um so that's kind of like strange right yeah i thought that because that's like the first thing that popped into my head when Mm -hmm. we were doing this i was like citizen kane has all of the ingredients to not be a classic, yeah. but yet it's renowned as potentially the like one of the greatest films, or if not the greatest film ever made. Mm-hmm. And you would now you would not call the greatest film ever made a cult classic. No,
1: absolutely not. Yeah. So I know it, it is weird because like I don't know, maybe it, it's just like the pieces put in together. The fact that like, um, what's his name? I f- I forget his name. Like Who? he he literally just made the film himself.
0: Oh yeah. Go ahead. That's fine.
1: Yeah. What's his name? I don't remember. <laughs> I can't think of his name. Oh, we're horrible. <laughs> I um, but yeah, I, I honestly think that, like, that might have been, like, the one continuing factor of, like...
0: Orson Welles. Got thank it. Thank you. Thank Popped you. In.
1: That was going to kill me. Orson Welles, like, I think him just making the film might have put it in a sense where it's, like, it kind of sits in that gray area. Because it's not, like, yeah. a major, major studio director that did it. Right. Like, it's literally him directing, acting, starring, writing.
0: Yeah. Um. So... I think though to like kind of unpack it a little bit more, I think that occult or excuse me, I, well, let's do classics first. Mm-hmm. So I think that classics they they really kind of have like a timelessness about them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, basically from when it was released to which could have been, of course, let's call it the nineteen thirties. Let's just say a, a random year. Right, released mm-hmm. in the 1930s, and then you watch it in 2022, and generations still love the
1: movie. Yeah, like people still talk about the film. Right. Like again, Citizen Kane.
0: Right. So like, even if it's a product of its time and it's and it's old and it's bl- it's in black and white and whatever and it was made on film and and the camera movements aren't incredible, like that all all that doesn't matter because the narrative and the story and whatever is so timeless and classic that mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's just going to stand the test of time forever. Yeah. Um And then also I think that, you know, like I, I kind of wrote moments of reverberation, which essentially just means what I'm calling like moments in film that stick with you forever.
1: Mm-hmm. Like key quotes, key like things that happen where it's like, like, obviously, like, the...
0: Whether it's visually, whether it's yeah. dialogue or music, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, you know, you'll just... You're never going to forget it. Yeah. Right? Like,
1: it's... Frankly, one... my dear, I don't give a damn. Right.
0: You, like, you might not even know where that quote comes from or what movie that is, but you know the quote. Mm-hmm. Right? I always go back to, there's no place like home. Yeah. Right? Like, or follow the yellow brick road. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't... You might... You definitely know. It's. It's, like, kind of, like, one of those situations where... The quote, and there's so many things about the movie that are kind of ingrained in pop culture and in cinema and just in day-to-day life that, you know, those, you know, those movies that you feel like you've seen, even though you've mm-hmm. actually never seen them. Yep. I think that's really what a classic is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just funny to, to, to be like, no, I've definitely seen Jaws. mm mm-hmm. And then sit down and watch Jaws. And be like, I've like, never I've seen mean, this I've movie. Never actually watched Jaws. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. It's mm-hmm. just like, I think that I think that's a real, true key element of of a classic.
1: Mm-hmm. I think so too. Like that that does make sense. And then, do you have anything more for classics? Yeah, or? yeah. Okay.
0: Um, I think that uh, classics really have an effect on culture. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously, we're we're in America. We're we're in the states. North American uh, culture, I think, has been, you know, whether it's fashion, whether it's dialogue, whether it's haircuts, whatever it may be, um, having a lead character or somebody that is so iconic in the film that they will literally change, you know, the way that people dress. Mm -hmm. A great example is James Bond. Yeah. So James Bond is known for his watches. He wears a a Seamaster Mm -hmm. on, on his wrist. And after Bond fucking with War of the Seamasters, those watches became so popular in the watch community.
1: Not only that, but, like, just the way that he was like, oh, I want my martini shaken, not stirred. Like, that just became a thing. Like, that was just, like, the standard if you were getting a martini yeah. nowadays.
0: So... You know, I mean, obviously, um what's that what's Penny Lane? Mm-hmm. She has there her Penny her her Penny uh, Lane jacket. Those are literally now called Penny Lane coats mm-hmm. because of her and her and you know, her character being viewed as so iconic that they literally just name the coat after her. They existed before her mm-hmm. and before her character was a thing, but now they are literally called Penny Lane coats.
1: Well, even too, like from a couple of episodes ago when I brought it up where it's like James Dean wearing, like, the white t-shirt just skyrocketed sales for t- white t-shirts. Right. Like, that's just what happened. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, it's really, really cool. And it showcases, like, how much of an impact, like, film has altogether.
0: Right. Exactly. And, again, like, we, our culture is so influenced mm-hmm. by movies. mm mm-hmm. um, I don't think that a lot of people actually really recognize that, but the way American culture
1: has is shaped dramatically mm-hmm. by films. I wouldn't be surprised if, like, since House of Gucci came out, that, like, everybody is buying, like, Gucci products again.
0: Potentially. That movie I heard was terrible, though.
1: It wasn't the best. <laughs> it was okay. It was, like, a solid, like, six. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Maybe. Um, and then I think that's something else that really matters, and also kind of going back to actually last episode with rope um, is I think, I think a real true classic needs to kind of change the way movies are perceived mm-hmm. and also potentially how they're made. So prior to um, Hitchcock doing rope, there really wasn't any films doing the whole one continuous shot. Yeah. And then that, and then he did that and now that's still being done today. Mm-hmm. Which we kind of spoke about. And that's what can make, you know, a classic, a real, real classic is the influence. I mean, if we go back to Citizen Kane, I mean, mm-hmm. Orson Welles literally changed how movies were made. The structure of it. Literally forever. Yeah. And now movies are... kind. The standard of a movie now is how Citizen Kane was made, mm-hmm. which is absolutely insane.
1: And I think, too, like even this is a bit of a gray area but like even like something like pulp fiction from tarantino yeah like it's in that weird gray area of like a cult classic and a regular classic but like even that like that was made differently like the structure of the film was not linear and that became like a thing because of him
0: yeah there's yeah it's uh tarantino sits in like weird spots in film Mm -hmm. in all of film for me it's like i don't know like Mm -hmm. I think that, like, he is considered, like, you know, the poster child of cult films. Mm -hmm. But everybody knows Tarantino. Yeah, so so is he really the poster child for cult films? He just makes dirty, grungy kind Mm -hmm. of movies, but with, you know, $70 million
1: budget. So it's like, it's not really the Mm -hmm.
0: same thing. Um, You want to get into cults a little bit? Oh, yeah. So So you
1: mentioned something, too, where it's like cult classic films or no, sorry, like classic films kind of like shape America and that, or history in general. And I feel like cult classic films can still do that. Yeah. I think... But I think that they create clicks. I think so too, but I also think that with cult classics, it may not be like the specific time that it comes out, but maybe later on, like generations or something like that. Because something like, I know you haven't seen it still, but like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. When that came out, that is probably the definition of cult classic like through and through that is cult classic and I think that the reason why too like maybe at the time because there was so much like sexuality in the film it just didn't like fully fully transition but like later on like a few years later when like sexuality was like really pronounced and like everybody was like into everything and like it was more expressive yeah that's when rocky horror kind of like got its shine a little bit yeah so I think it can still like end up taking over the world with it but it might be a couple years afterwards like it might be like a specific generation that like really holds on to it yeah even though it came out like years prior
0: yeah I think that cult classics and maybe kind of like reviewing my notes here and whatnot I think that I kind of realized maybe why Citizen Kane is considered a real classic and I think Citizen Kane is actually considered a classic is because it's a it's a drama. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Yeah. Um and cult classics tend to not be your typical genre of films. They're kind of like midnight movies, right? Mm-hmm. So Rocky Horror Picture Show, I think, is, like, a prime example of, like, a midnight film.
1: Yeah, like, it is this weird sit-in-between of, like, a horror-slash-drama-slash-musical, yeah. so it's, right. like, there's nothing that can really pinpoint it down. Yeah,
0: I think that there's pretty much, like, three real, true, like, cult movie genres. The midnight movies, the so-bad-that-it's-good movies. Yes, the Room. Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. And then I would argue that stoner films, like, mm-hmm. movies that kind of are really about drug use and and just like hang out just stoner films Mm -hmm. are kind of a cult classic genre
1: i would say like one of the best examples of that too would be i don't know if you've ever seen the lords of dogtown no it's this kind of like documentary slash mockumentary movie where it's like a bunch of people like getting into the world of like skateboarding and it deals with the drugs and alcohol Mm. and i honestly have not heard anybody talk about it for years but like but like Two years after it came out, like that's that's all people were talking about.
0: Yeah, I never heard of that movie. Mm? What is it like? Somewhat
1: new or is it old? No, it's old. It's it's like like 1993, something oh, okay. like that. Yeah,
0: yeah. Never heard of that. That's interesting. Mm? Um, and I think that they, I think that they tend to tackle more like taboo subjects.
1: Yeah, I mean, Evil Dead is a perfect example where it's like it's tackling the subject of Satanism, hell, like a book literally designed as like the antichrist of the bible yeah, <laughs> the yeah. necronomicon right so i think that like i agree with you on that cuz it's it's tackling something that like no real like studio would probably tackle
0: right like you could say that like dallas buyer dallas buyer's club mm-hmm. has the the drug use and the transgender have you ever seen dallas buyer's club
1: no but i heard it's really good it is good
0: um you know it, it, it kind of has like the the typical like, um, points that I'm making about what a cult classic is. Right. Mm-hmm. Again, it has like the drug use. It has the taboo subject kind of, of sexuality and transgender and like prostitution and stuff like that. But Dallas Buyers Club is by far not a cult classic. It mm-hmm. is just, it's, I wouldn't even call it a classic. No. It's just, it's a really good movie.
1: It's a really good movie that came out in, in a year. Yeah. That's basically, exactly, yeah.
0: Um, but i wouldn't call it a classic mm-hmm. but it's kind of interesting right like why would why would a film that tackles all of those subject matters That I just said make a cult classic. Why were we not considering that one a cult
1: classic? Because it doesn't have that it factor. Right. It doesn't have like that something that like sticks with you. It's
0: just a really good, well made movie that Mm -hmm. tackles that subject. I think that cult classics kind of have to have that almost homemade feel to them.
1: Yeah, like it's gotta be like you said DIY. Yeah, like grungy, dirty, like it has to feel like you had like twelve bucks to make it.
0: Right, exactly. Like reservoir dogs. Feels more homemade mm-hmm. than when you go and watch glorious Bastards*. Yes. Like he clearly has a proper budget. Mm-hmm. He has all the time in the world, and he's got great sets. I mean, fucking *Reservoir Dogs* for the most part takes place inside of a warehouse. Yeah,
1: like, and it's literally like one camera, and that's it.
0: Right, and that I think makes it sort of a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Tarantino is a little bit of a gray area because everybody, yeah. everybody knows. Who reservoir Dogs is. at this point like,
1: yeah i mean maybe not when reservoir dogs came out but like by pulp fiction everybody knew who he was
0: yeah um and then of course like you know he blows up and then everybody starts going back to the backlog mm-hmm. um so a really prime i think a really 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 good example that i wanted to mention because to me in my mind the the 2019 film is a classic to me mm-hmm. but the original one is hands down a cult classic. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what I'm going to say? No. So there's a sequel that came out in 2019. So uh, I'm talking about Blade Runner oh, and then okay. Blade Runner 2049.
1: Yes, yes. I, I I
0: think that those those two are on the opposite ends of one is considered a cult classic. The original is hands down a cult classic, mm-hmm. and then in my opinion, the re- or the uh, the the sequel is a true modern day classic.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you because like Blade Runner when it first came out, like I really don't think like got the attention no, that it, it deserved, but like years later it was renowned and we talked about this during the Blade Runner episodes like it was renowned as the sci-fi film
0: potentially like the greatest sci-fi film ever made.
1: Yes, which I don't agree with, and but it
0: still, people feel that passionately about
1: it. Yeah, it's still got that fucking feeling with me that I can't shake where it's like I feel like it's amazing, but if I rewatch it, I don't think it'll be that great, <laughs> and I don't know what that is. Like I don't know if that's literally. Like, that it factor of the cult classic. Right. I don't know, but, like, yeah, like, Blade Runner 2049, when it came out, like, it definitely just between, like, production, acting, like, I cinematography. I think it's a masterpiece film. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I and, literally think it's a masterpiece film. And it's crazy, because it's, like, it's literally continuing the story, but in its own way. Like, it is separate, but the same. Right. And I I don't see that very often.
0: Right. And the budget is so massive but the world is so grimy mm-hmm. and everything about the movie is so dirty but it's filmed in a way that it's like oh okay this is a really high budget movie so it doesn't have that DIY feel it's like no mm-hmm. no no this is a masterful camera uh you know this is every but this is this is an incredible cinematographer mm-hmm. a great camera uh you know guy that's that knows exactly how to do everything then you have the director who's just on top of his is just on his shit. He's on his A game. He knows he has the vision that he wants to do and everything mm-hmm. feels very meticulous. Yeah. Meanwhile, Blade Runner, the original has its issues, mm-hmm. but, but it also feels, feels dirty.
1: It feels like there's like this weird, like organic flow to it with Blade Runner. Like it almost feels like like yeah, there were so many cuts to it. And, right. like, Harrison Ford was getting, like, pissed off. Right, but yeah. you see in, in between those different cuts where it's, like, he's kind of just given this range to do whatever he wants. And then they kind of, like, figure it out afterwards. And I think that kind of adds to it, too, where you get that organic feeling. Like, yeah. you get something different because it's coming from, like, you. Yeah. And that's something that cult classics usually have. It's, like, it's just it's your vision. It's your idea. Nobody, like, no... Box office company is going to tell you like, oh no, you can't add the scene, or like, oh, you have to yeah. take this out. Like, it's just what you want,
0: right? I think that at the core, what makes, I think, I think at the core, what these films or what what these two things have in common is the passion though behind them. Yes, because it's very. I, I would say that almost never happens that a, that a film becomes a classic, and the director and the writer were not excited and passionate about the film that they were making Mm -hmm. and i think that a cult classic usually again is truly a passion project for the most part right like we don't have any money we're trying to scrape this by a great example like you were saying would be like the evil dead trilogy Mm -hmm. like evil dead one was truly and 100 percent, absolutely a passion project
1: sam raimi and bruce campbell literally going house to house asking for money for it
0: and of course in the horror world and people who love horror films we love the evil dead oh yeah it's it is ap- it's to us it's a classic mm-hmm. <laughs> but in to everybody else it's a cult classic you i you know you could walk you know you could talk to anybody and say have you ever heard of the evil dead and i think that uh, a good portion of people would actually say no like mm-hmm. i don't know what the evil dead is i've never heard of that
1: um which it's i've funny. had these conversations I, with i've had these conversations with people too and like it's literally it's it's almost like a one to to two ratio. Yeah, like it's it's literally one person will say yes and two people will say no.
0: Yeah, um, so I think at the end of the day, that's really though like what they the the common thing between these two films is the passion and the love that goes into it. Because mm-hmm. obviously, when Orson Welles was so passionate about making Citizen Kane, that he, I mean, he was pissed off that that he couldn't see the breath on the little kid's act, the the kid actor who was like out in the snow when he was, you know, when he was Mm. playing the, you know, a young him, um, it, like he was angry about that because he was like a perfectionist and he Mm -hmm. wanted everything to be perfect. And that's why that movie goes down in history as, you know, a true, true classic because Mm -hmm. the story is timeless. The, the techniques are, are still being, you know, mimicked today and you can feel the passion and love.
1: I also think too, like something that like brings them both together is like, there is a a relative series of success. It just not might not be like immediate.
0: Yeah, I do think though that there's there's kind of like a weird thing that happens where I think people tend to roll their eyes more at classics, and mm-hmm. I think I think that the that the fan base for a cult classic is way stronger.
1: Well, cult classic to me almost brings about like this idea of like like punk like like bringing down like the system like i'm fighting it like throw the devil horns up in the air like something like that where it's like classics is like oh this is like your mom and pop stuff like they they went out to dinner and then went to see a matinee afterwards (laughs) where it's like cult classics is like yeah i got like the vhs tape like from my my big sister and we're gonna watch it at midnight downstairs in the basement like something like that yeah that's funny <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do cocaine off the oh. VHS <laughs> um,
0: so I don't know I didn't really Any. I actually didn't write down really any the, my main one was Blade Runner mm. um, that was kind of like what I wanted to use as, as an example of a classic versus a cult classic Yeah. Um, I don't know if you wrote down like some of your favorites or anything like that I
1: had like this weird like moment where it's like I because again I was a little confused with the episode but like I was looking up like Cult classic films that came out as the same year as, like, classic films, mm. and these were the ones that I liked the most. I mean, 1975, we saw Rocky Horror Picture Show come out, as well as Jaws. So funny that we both talked about these films. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1988, we got Akira, which to me is a cult classic film, because, like, it's not really talked about that much. No. But at the same time, too, it's talked about a lot. Yeah. I mean, and, isn't
0: Scorsese trying to do something with it? yeah. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. I'm not
1: sure how I feel about that, but I guess he got like a bunch of budgets and he already got like actors for it. Yeah. So we'll see. But at the same time too, in 1988, we got Die Hard. And that to me is a, that is the standard of a Christmas <laughs> film still. Like that's what you get. Yeah. That's what I want. Um, And then one other one was like, again, 1998. uh, Save It, Private Ryan. Probably the best war film to ever come out. Like immediately a classic. Yeah. And at the same year, you got the Big Lebowski.
0: That's Big Lebowski is hands down cult a classic cult hangout, classic. Yeah.
1: cult classic hangout film. Like yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah, because it's, it's a... just so normal, <laughs> but, but but way not, out there. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's not. It's so. It's. I love the Big Lebowski. Uh,
1: it's one of my favorite films yeah, ever. Yeah, it's
0: a, it's a great film. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, I'm I'm glad that we did that. That was mm-hmm. a fun conversation. I had a good time with that yeah. one. Um. So those are that's our opinions. Mm-hmm. Tell us that we're wrong, please. On Facebook, I mm-hmm. need it. <laughs> Instagram, um, I'm okay. sensitive. So I have a film mm-hmm. I'm actually really excited to do. Okay, never seen it. Okay, obviously, like I said, all, yeah, all Classics Month I'm gonna do movies that I've never seen, mm-hmm. and straight up, which I don't know if we've actually ever done.
1: Mm-hmm. Will we blindfolded while watching <laughs> it?
0: <laughs> no, is we are gonna do a straight up bona fide comedy. I don't mm. know if we've ever done one.
1: We did Deadpool, but like that was that was tough. Yeah, yeah. That was tough to kind of like pick apart. Plus, that was also our old format. Right.
0: So, and Deadpool is a comedy, but it's a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. This is a straight up comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are gonna do 1959's Some Like It Hot. Okay. Never seen it, <laughs> heard incredible things about it. Mm-hmm. Got Marilyn Monroe in it. Ooh! And uh, apparently, it is a true, true classic in every sense.
1: I wonder if this is also when she kind of took on like that that method acting style to her.
0: No, right? Yeah, right. You Mm. said that she was like yeah. Her and James Dean. Front of that, yeah. Um, So that'll be my first film of her. Yeah, mine too. Actually, I've never actually watched a a film with her. So some like it hot, 1959. Um, So I'm actually pretty excited about this one, and I hope that we enjoy it. Nice, Uh, guys again the donations um for ukraine links will be in the instagram posts and facebook posts uh if you can we appreciate it they appreciate it uh i personally have done donated um so if you can please do it Mm -hmm. uh and that's it um zach you have anything else to say
1: no cool thanks guys for listening zach take us out all right guys thanks for listening now frank roll the credits